With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalawa. Barkley from inside is over five. Barkley with a hook. Barkley with a burst. Barkley down the sideline. Saquon Barkley runs the opening kick. 97 yards. What's up, Book It fam? Welcome back to week 13 of the NFL season. I know we missed last week. We're going to blame it on Turkey Day. It won't happen again, I promise. And normally, I would be here with my good co-host, Alan Reniger, but unfortunately, he's out sick for this episode. That's why I'm doing this late Friday at 4 o'clock. I tried to get a different co-host, but I was unable to find someone that wanted to do this with me in such short notice. No big deal. I'm here. I'll do it by myself. With that being said, next week, we will be back to our regular scheduling programming. On Wednesday, me and Alan, because I know everyone misses Alan's little breakdown that I'm not even going to try to do because A, he writes them, B, uh, I can't write worth shit, so we're not even going to try that. Anyway, we're going to jump right into this week's episode. We're going to start with a couple breakdowns of last week's game, some takeaways I have, and then I'll jump into my picks. This probably won't be too long because obviously just one person doing this, but Without further ado, we'll start off with, of course, what everyone's here for, Tua Talk, because I'm here by myself, so now no one can tell me I can't talk about Tua, because I can talk about Tua even more. We're only a minute in, I'm already talking about Tua. That's lovely. So as we all know, I've been defending Tua here since day one. I mean, he's in the intro, He's I've defended him every chance I get, and every year I always say Miami's going to be a good team this year, blah, 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 and all my friends always talk shit on me because they started the season one and seven. Well, hey, Miami's five and seven now. They play the Giants this week, so they'll be six and seven after this week, and they get the Jets again next week. So we could be seven and seven going into uh, Christmas, which is great, awesome. And you look back a couple of those games they lost early in the season. They lost by field goals, and Jacoby Brissett was starting. If two was the starter, I'm not saying they win those games. I'm not saying Miami's whatever, but maybe they maybe one game flips and they're more of a contender. Miami's in the playoff picture right now. I'm not saying they make the playoffs. I hope they have a chance to make the playoffs. I'm not sure if they will. I'm here to say about Tua, if Tua hasn't proven to people that he is an NFL caliber quarterback. No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not he's not uh, anyone else with a flashy arm or or can run like Lamar Jackson or anything. But you know what? You don't need all that stuff if you're efficient and you're smart. Tua is both. I mean, just look at the game last week. Let's look at the one touchdown pass he threw to Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle has been one of the best rookie receivers to come out. I mean, he has 77 receptions, 20 more, 27 more than Jamar Chase. He's top five overall in the NFL behind guys like Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup in uh, receptions this season. But that touchdown pass he threw. Waddle, it was third and 10 from the about nine-yard line, and Waddle basically ran a 10-yard comeback. And the defense they were playing the play, the box coverage, so there was just a, there was a middle that Waddle had to sit down pretty much in it or go high, and Tua had to know, and Tua had to get it on the money, boom, and he had to sting it in there. If you look from a freeze frame when, when Tua threw that ball, Waddle wasn't even out of his break yet. Tua saw the play beforehand. I, I'm just saying it's one example, and I know Tua makes dumb mistakes. He does. He's, he, he's numerous for making mistakes a lot of games. He didn't make one this week. He didn't make one last week either, and all rookies, first of all, make mistakes. So this is his 16th game Tua's played after this week. And now since he is technically a whole a full season in, and he's finally healthy, so now we're going to say, okay, now what can you do for us? So we're going to pay attention the next couple weeks. We're going to see if those dumb mistakes come back. If it was just a couple fluke games against some shitty teams, I'm a Dolphins fan, I'll admit it. Like, they played some shitty teams here. 
but the Panthers are a good defense, and Tua lit them up. Tua, Tua played a great game. And for people to sit here and still say that Tua is not an NFL quarterback or Tua is the problem and they need to draft the quarterback, blah, 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 you're, you just don't watch football. And to me, it doesn't make sense why the media and everyone and um, analysts and former players and blah, 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 they all say Tua is not good and this, that, and the other thing. And hey, maybe I'm going to be completely wrong, but how about let's let the kid play a couple seasons in the NFL before we start saying he's trash. Moving on. The Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz-led Colts and Frank Wright with Jonathan Taylor, the great offensive line, Michael Pittman, and that stellar defense, they probably should have won this week. They probably could have beat the Bucs. They had a, a couple instances where there were times, stuff that happened that they probably easily could have won the game. But overall, in my opinion, I think the next three seasons, this team's a Super Bowl contending team. I'm not sure if they make the playoffs this year. It's going to be a dogfight to get in. I hope they do. And I don't think they're, this isn't their year. This is the 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 year before the storm. So from a betting perspective, I'm saying next year's a time where I'm probably gonna be taking two bowl futures on them. Um you could just see the makeup of the team. Carson Wentz was a great quarterback in Philly and he was on an MVP season before he got injured and then Philly went went on to win the Super Bowl and then Wentz gets injured and blah 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 and Philly and he's terrible about and then now he goes to the Colts and now he's good again. Um I really like what this Colts team's doing. This year might not be their year, but going down the road, going forward, I think they're definitely going to be a really good team in the AFC, and I'm happy for them. I like Carson Wentz. I like Frank Wright. I've always liked the Colts. Who can't like the Colts? Now, the San Diego Chargers or LA Chargers, whatever the hell they want to be called these days, they were the hot team to start the season off. I mean, you have the new coach. They're going for it on fourth down. Herbert. Hey, another second-year quarterback, Justin Herbert, that was drafted right behind Tua. He's great, right? He's, he's amazing. Well, he's looked like shit the last couple weeks. If they want to win games, he needs to do what he did against the Steelers. He ran for 98 yards, I think, against the Steelers. And he w- they weren't designed runs. They were just runs that just scrambles after, like, the play was dead. And he's just, I'm just going to take 10 yards here. I'm going to take 15 yards here. I'm going to take five yards here. Whatever, whatever. Not putting himself in danger like Lamar or anything or Taysom Hill last night. But it's just, it helps his team. It's, it's what last year in his rookie season, he ran the ball and he was an efficient quarterback because of that. Cause he was able to, you didn't, you couldn't just play man coverage. You had to be worried about Herbert running. And he didn't do that a lot early in the season. I think it was kind of coaching coming in and saying, Hey, don't run the ball, be safe, blah, 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 blah. You got a rocket arm. Who cares? But if this team gets back to Herbert running the ball and not, like I said, not design runs, just run, just scrambles. Once the play's dead, just get the 10, 15 yards. I think they're a better team. And we saw that against the, the Steelers. They were able to, they were able to pull that one out late. Um, they got killed by the Broncos this week, and I know the one interception that Sertan had was not really, I mean, it was a tip pass, so it was Herbert's fault, it was a bad pass behind him, but they weren't going to win that game. Even if that pick six doesn't happen, the Chargers were just outmatched that game, which is crazy to say, because the Broncos, I don't think, are really a good team, especially with the loss of Von Miller. But I, I honestly thought the Chargers were going to be Super Bowl contender this year, and I, I'm taken back, I'm completely saying no to that take, and, and this is going to be an air team that, a couple years down the line, that if they get some things right here and we we figure out herbert we we let him be him let him run the ball um mike williams he's another one out there that he was a big weapon for them that just he started off the season so hot and they said they were using like michael thomas and all this and they were early on but they're not they need to get back him back in the game plan eckler obviously he eats all the time this team just is as hot as they started. It's, it's really disappointing that they're kind of falling off i thought they were going to be making a race for that afc west we're kind of just letting the chiefs just 
waltzel in there with their little shitty team going to win the AFC West, but it is what it is. Next is the Green Bay Packers. In my opinion, this team is the favorite in the NFC to win. Like, I don't know how anyone could look past the fact that Rodgers had a broken toe this week. He didn't practice once. He didn't do anything. And he goes in there and beats the Rams. Beats the piss off the Rams, pretty much. And the Rams were the the team to beat in the NFC, apparently. And now Rodgers comes in, doesn't practice, and beats them. This is now the third or fourth game in a row that this defense has come to play. Um, Aaron Jones was back, but I think AJ Dillon fits this offense better than Aaron Jones is. I think when you save Aaron Jones and he's more of a passing guy, but AJ Dillon is just, he's the fresher legs. He, he catches passes. He has good hands and he could run people over and he, he doesn't care. He'll get the two, three, four yards. Cause eventually he'll pop one and near the goal line. He's, he's a great weapon to have because we all know Rogers can do anything he wants around the goal line. And then you can also just run it straight. I'm not saying Aaron Jones couldn't do that. I'm just saying AJ Dillon is the beefier guy. He's the, he's the more stereotypical big back that can just run people over. And I think that's better for the team. I think it's proved that the last two weeks, he's he fits better with the team. He had 25 touches last week on limited carries um, because Jones was back and they got their bye week. And I hope Jones comes back healthy because they're both going to be very good. But for the Packers' sake, I think having A.J. Dillon taking majority of the running work, and yeah, you got to give Jones some of it, but make sure Jones is more of a passing guy. I think it's just a better makeup for the team to win games. And especially if they get the one seed and the NFC runs through Green Bay, or if it doesn't, having a guy like AJ Dillon that could just run people over in the cold, because you're going to have to go somewhere where it's cold, no matter where, actually, just in the playoffs and just being able to turn around and just hand it off to this big back that'll just eat at the defense, eat at the defense, eat at the defense. And then you do bring Jones in to get that, that quick burst when he comes back fully healthy. I think that's just a, that's a great duo to have. Packers, my favorite. Um, to win the NFC. I thought it was Dallas, but really, they, that offense, especially after last night's game, that was hard to watch. Another team in the NFC uh, North, the Minnesota Vikings. This team cannot buy a break. They have lost games by one score. It seems like every week they're always in a one-score game. It doesn't matter who they play. It's either a field goal game or it's a touchdown game or we have the ball at the end and we can go down and win and then we do something stupid, we fumble or Dalvin Cook gets hurt. It's funny. Dalvin Cook fumbled twice, two times this season that ended up in a loss. And now this week, obviously he was injured, but week one was against the Bengals and both games ended up in losses and they were Dalvin Cook fumbles. I'm Dalvin Cook's very good at football and it was unfortunate they got hurt this week, but it's just, it's funny how that shit works out because Kirk Cousins only has three interceptions on the season. He has 23 touchdown passes. That is just insane to think about. And that's great for Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, obviously. But Without Cook there, I think this prove this gives a chance for Alexander Madison to really prove, and he's he's proved himself. But I think this proves himself for for time to come for his his next step, where he's gonna get his next contract, where he's gonna go next. Um, the only problem is when Alexander Madison comes in, it seems like this team struggles to throw the ball. It seems like they just ground and pound a lot more because Madison's not the same pass catcher as Dalvin Cook. Um, so I'm curious to see, I hope this doesn't hurt Jefferson and Thielen too much in games when Madison has played, it really hasn't hindered him much, but Cook's basically, I mean, I know it's a second stint, he's going to be hurt, but majority of the season he's been, he's been healthy or at least healthy for part of the game. But I hope this team does find a way to make the playoffs. They have a really tough schedule coming up. They play the Packers twice. They play the Bears twice and they get the Steelers in there. It's going to be a very a very tough end of the season for him. I have a future on them to make the playoffs. I think at plus 300 or plus 260 or something. I have to go look. 
Um, but at Green Bay week 17 and then home against Chicago week 18 to close the season out. And then they get the Rams week 16. That is at home though. That's a tough stretch to end the season, especially if you have to win two out of three to make the playoffs. I hope the team can do it, but uh, something tells me that this is going to come down to a week 18 game against the bears and they're going to need a field goal for the win or something. Cause that's just how every Viking game ever ends. The last thing I want to touch on is the Philadelphia Eagles. I really thought this team was going to be a playoff team after two weeks ago, after last podcast, I was really going in. They were going to get the Giants Thanksgiving week. And I was like, wow, this team's going to be really good. Like they have such an easy schedule going ahead. They got the Giants. They got the Jets. They got Washington twice. This is going to be a playoff team. And then they go out and just lay an egg last week. And it, it was it was the most Nick Sirianni thing ever, it seemed like. They just, they couldn't do anything. They really, they ran the ball decent. I mean, they ran Boston Scott instead of Miles Sanders for some reason. Then Boston Scott ends up fumbling. And Hurts throws all those picks. And then they have the two drops by Rager at the end of the game. It, it was a very just Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia thing to do and lose to the Giants. It was kind of disgusting, but they're not the team that I thought they were, especially in the beginning of the season. I thought they were better. Couple weeks ago, I thought they were better. Even going into last week, I thought they were better. But when you lose to the Giants in that way, and it, it does, it looks like you're afraid to give Miles Sanders the ball. Hurts. I think he's a good quarterback, but some he makes some easy mistakes sometimes that are very confusing. Um, I mean, th- this team. I hope they close out well because I got Sanders and fantasy, and I got, and I, I I want Hurts to succeed. I don't want to bench him for Gardner Minshew because that'd be just terrible for. That'd be terrible for Devontae Smith, if you ask me. I don't want to see Gardner Minshew throwing the ball to Devontae Smith. I want to see Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to Jamont, Devontae Smith. Um, but yeah, my, my Eagles take and my Eagles to win the conference future that I bet like week three or something or two, that's that's dead in the water. We can go burn that stuff. All right, that about wraps up the couple games I wanted to talk about. Not really games. I'm more talked about teams from last week. When you, have, when you have two people here, it's easy to go back and forth about games. But I just want to kind of talk about some teams. Obviously, I'd talk about Tua, talk about Jalen Waddle, how he's potentially the best rookie receiver um, in that draft class. I know there's a lot of people aren't going to agree with me, but you look at the stats. It's it's there. It, case in points there, and he hasn't played. He had played six games with Brissett, and I wish he played those games with Tua, but neither here nor there. Um, jumping into my bets, game one, the Bears plus the Cardinals in Chicago. I'm taking the Bears plus the points plus eight. Justin Fields was just officially announced out today or doubtful. Andy Dalton will start for a second game in a row. Um, extended week off for them because they they played on Thanksgiving, obviously. They're playing the Cardinals who get back Kyler and D-Hop. And although the Cardinals are really good and Kingsbury is very good, I've been saying this all year, Kingsbury hits a spot in the road where every season he plays, there comes a time where he starts off really hot and then he just cools off. And if if this isn't the season he does it, if he keeps continuing with this and they end up being the one seed and he goes on to win Super Bowl, hey, more power to him. But I'm not calling out right here. I just think Kyler's first game back in Chicago. It's going to be cold. They're not going to they're going to call the dogs off. They're not going to just let them put up 50 real quick. And I think Dalton being the veteran quarterback is going to be good enough to be able to cover more than a touchdown here. Um, I wish Fields was playing. But Andy Dalton getting a second start two weeks in a row. I'm not really upset with it. He's going to hyper target Darnell Mooney. So everyone will like that. The public's all over the Cardinals here, too. I mean. You're laying over a touchdown on the road. 74% of the bets are on the Cardinals. I just, I, I don't see that. I, I just think this is a, this is a very public Cardinal team getting Kyler back, getting hot back. The Bears have to start Andy Dalton. And it's, it's just a basic fade the public. Give me the, give me the eight point dog at home in Soldier Field in December. That's just, that's prime for a, 
for for a potential outright. Game two is going to be the Washington Vegas under. It, this is an interesting one because Washington's defense came in after last year was very good. They were a solid defense last year. Like you didn't want to play against them. You weren't starting fantasy guys against them. You didn't want to do anything against them. And then all of a sudden, start this year, they kind of sucked. And I think that was partially their offense and partially the same thing that happened with Miami. The team just wasn't like playing good football early in the year. And Washington has since started to play better football. I mean, just look at their last three games. They held Tom Brady to under 20 points. They hold, held Russ to under 20 points. Cam Newton scored. He scored 21 for Carolina. Um, now, Russ, he is hurt, so we could say whatever we want there. But he held Tom to under 20 points out of the bye week. Um, that was really a surprise to me because I remember that game. I, I had I had Tom Brady in fantasy, and he really shit the bed for me. But this Washington defense has been playing a lot better recently. I know I know they lost Chase Young, but they've been playing just so much better as a team. I mean, they're five and six. They're in the playoff conversation. Hell, they could be in the division conversation because they do get they play Dallas two times um, the rest of the season. They could win those. Dallas slips up somewhere like they could be in the division conversation. Um, Vegas is going to be without Darren Waller this week, which sucks. I just traded for him in fantasy. If he does play, he's probably just going to be a decoy. I'd be afraid to play him. Um, This is just too much for Vegas. I'm sorry. I know they played good after he went out last week against Dallas. I get that. I think it's a different defense. Um, Now we are at home. We are in Vegas. I just. I don't know who Derek Carr throws the ball to. I mean, does Zay Jones get 5,000 targets or does, I guess, Renfro? Maybe we finally get Brian Edwards involved. Josh Jacobs, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just, this, this smells like a, like a 17, 14, 2017 type of game to me. I, I don't think there's a lot of points. And Washington's game plan last week against Seattle was just run the rock. And I'm glad they finally got Antonio Gibson involved. He had seven targets too, which is, Great for those Antonio Gibson truthers who I kind of low-key him. I don't have him anywhere, but I think Antonio Gibson is really good at football, and I think they should use him more. So they run the ball. Vegas probably leans on the run game, too, or a short pass to Renfro and whatever, unless they unless it's a breakout game for Brian Edwards. So with that, give me the under 50 or 49.5 for the Washington-Vegas game. And finally, I'm going to be taking that same Seattle team that lost on Monday night to Washington and looked like shit. Give me them plus three at home against San Fran, your classic home dog divisional game. Seattle coming off, playing terrible, looking awful. Carroll came out and said, Russ doesn't need rest. He needs more reps. And I, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, Russ is a stud. Like DK and Lockett are still very good at what they do. Um, if Russ is messed up, if his finger's messed up in whatever way and he can't throw a ball, well, they shouldn't have him out there. They should just, they should have, the backup out there because just go with what you got. But they obviously trust him enough to play. So I, I don't, I find it hard to believe this team's just going to lay down. And a divisional game, you're playing at home. You just came off a terrible loss. San Fran's been playing decent. San Fran's without Debo, obviously. I, this is just a, this just looks and sounds like a, just a classic game where you get the home dog plus the points. Seattle, they want to defend the home turf against the divisional rival. Slugfest game, it's probably going to be raining. This just this has 17 10-7 written all over it. I, I think Seattle defends home. They uh and they they probably come out with the win in this one. So that about wraps it up. So we got the Bears plus eight, Washington under fifty, and the Seattle Seahawks plus the three. And of course, our prop of the week. Uh just bet Jalen Waddle over 
probably receiving yards or receptions, either or, because he's going to go over both of them. But thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed just me. It was kind of boring because I didn't have anyone to talk to or anyone to tell me to stop talking about Tua. Um, but we'll be back to the regular scheduling programming next week with Mr. Alan Reniger. Let's all hope he's okay. I don't think it's Omnicron or Omnicron. It sounds like a transformer. My mom said that. I think I agree with it. It does. It's not a variant. It's just a, another transformer. They're taking over the world. Anyway, everyone have a great weekend of gambling. Win some bets, drink some beers, and peace out.